It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is all about Jalen Suggs, his shooting revival, his future as a point guard, and what it means, and what it all means for the trade deadline, because so much has changed this year. Let's dig into the heart and soul of the Orlando Magic. It's Jalen Suggs on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don Magic, today is January 11th, 2024. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to talk all about Jalen Suggs, how his shooting has come around and made him a true offensive weapon, the doors that opens, plus what Jalen Suggs' future might be positional, positionally. Uh, what position he might end up playing uh, to make this Magic team a success, and what that all means for the trade deadline, um, because it does matter. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast. Covering every single team in the NBA, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. If you're like me, you sometimes go to basketball reference just to look at the stats, just to look at all the pretty stats and, and see what they look like and check the team stats. Like, look, I'm on the website a lot. I run a lot of stats. I give stats for this for this show. I do stats for uh, Orlando Magic Daily. Like, I'm always aware of where the team stands statistically. Um, I do stats for my pregame, for my pregame article. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm always keeping track of trends. So here's a trend that might be surprising. Are you ready? You sit, you're sitting down for this? Jalen Suggs is shooting 40% from three for the entire season. Jalen Suggs with his, and I got my box score still here from yesterday. Jalen Suggs with his four for eight showing against the Minnesota Timberwolves, one of the few bright spots from an otherwise ugly game for the Magic, is now shooting 40.3% from beyond the arc on 5.3 attempts per game. I want to repeat that. He's actually taking more threes than twos, which is both concerning and pro- and maybe a good thing. But regardless, after shooting 21.4% from three in his rookie season, 32.7% from three in his sophomore season, shooting 36% from three after the All-Star break, Jalen Suggs might actually be a reliable shooter. In fact, let's just separate out the last, I don't know, let me, let me figure out how many games here. Uh, let's just separate out the last five games. In the last five games, 
Suggs is shooting 8.63s per game and making 55.8% of them. Now, this is not necessarily the Jalen Suggs we were promised in the draft. Um, you know, we, uh, coming into the draft, coming out of Gonzaga, everyone knew that Jalen still had to work on a shot. He was expected to be a dynamic attacker and finisher, and, and that's still an area where he struggles. So we're not going to sit here and, and celebrate, you know, Jalen Suggs actually becoming what we all imagined he would be and, and high-fived and fist-pumped each other for. But having said all that, and especially in the absence of Franz Wagner and all the injuries the Magic have faced recently, Suggs has really come into his own. He has fixed perhaps his greatest weakness and now is making teams pay for leaving him open. Does he have gravity yet? Does anyone on this Magic team have gravity yet? That is certainly a fair debate. And I think that is still one of the biggest issues this Magic team faces is that they shoot threes at such a low volume and they haven't obviously the last week or so, but this team shoots threes at such a low volume that... I, I still think that um, a lot of teams are okay with even the Magic's good three-point shooters taking threes. But no more. We're not playing that game anymore because Jalen Suggs is a reliable three-point shooter. Jalen Suggs is someone that is hitting threes. And, and look, he even admitted last week he went through a little bit of a dip. He admitted that he was feeling kind of low. You know, he kind of had to get his mental health in check. Again, very inspiring and great stuff. And it's not just about his on-court production. We care about him as a person. We want to protect and cherish Jalen Suggs as much as possible. But now Suggs is an excellent three-point shooter. And of course, this is like everything we've all we've all imagined. When you look at the magic, and I'm going to stall as I pull up stats here. When you look at the magic over the last week, they have suddenly become a three-point shooting team. They have suddenly become a team that is taking a lot of threes. In their last five games, the Orlando Magic are fourth in the league, taking 39.8 three-point attempts per game. They're fourth in the league, making 43.2% of them. After seemingly going an entire season, or certainly first quarter and a half of a season, um, I don't know what a quarter and a half is, that's what, three-eighths, um, the first three-eighths of a season, uh, not being able to hit the broad side of a barn, and that includes, to some extent, Suggs, who had improved but wasn't shooting this well. Um, after after starting off the year unable to hit anything, now the Magic, you know, minus maybe early in the Minnesota game, uh, some of the Atlanta game, can't seem to miss and are taking a ton of threes. It's actually helped the offense a lot. For the season, the Orlando Magic are now sitting at 22nd in the league in offensive rating, 112.7 points for one possessions. It's a number that slipped a little bit. But in their last five games, 112.7 was their number. In their last five games, they're actually taking a drop back at 111.3. This is why you do your research, kids. Um, the three-point shooting hasn't necessarily boosted the Magic's offense. Again, the Magic are down so many players right now. Their depth is really gutted. They're, they're fighting it. Um, they're they're really, really fighting it right now. Uh, and so the Magic obviously have some work to do. And, and you know, we're looking at a really small sample size. Um, the Minnesota game really hurts. Minnesota game was was really, really bad. If you, if you take if we take out that Minnesota game, let me let me pull this up here. From the Sacramento game until until the Atlanta game, through the Atlanta game, the Magic were posting an offensive rating, and this is 
of 115.1 in three games. Not bad. Um, 115.1, certainly better than their average, not killing it in the league by any stretch of the imagination for such a small sample, but three-point shooting is still the big bugaboo. And, and, and again, I did this episode a couple weeks ago. Three-point shooting isn't the end-all, be-all for the Magic. Their problem right now is they don't score in the paint enough, and, and I think that's an area where Suggs especially can can grow and continue to develop because he does have that ability to get downhill and attack and finish at the rim. But no one's complaining that Suggs is hitting threes at the rate that he's hitting. And it's going to open up so many things for his game and eventually for the Magic. I know the results aren't there yet, but it's going to open things up for this team, especially as they get healthier. And look, we don't know if the Magic are any closer to getting healthier or if we're going to have to go back to a skeleton crew when the Magic travel down to Miami on Friday. We're going to find that out on Thursday practice. We'll have more of that unlocked on Magic tomorrow. But right now, Suggs is doing everything, is doing his part to help keep this team afloat. Look, Paolo Bancaro, you know, he has to be a star. Um, you know, with the, with all the injuries the Magic are facing, the Magic need Bancaro to be a superstar. That's the plain truth of it. Um, they need someone else to step up to. They need someone else to help as well. And that's what Suggs has been doing. That's what Suggs has been providing this team. And it's been great. But here's the thing. It's not just about Jalen Suggs' three-point shooting. Now that we know that he's an all-defensive team player, it took me 10 minutes to talk about his defense. Now that we know he, that he's an all-defensive team capable player, now that we know that he's no longer a, a liability from three, now we got to start thinking about his fit. And his fit for the future and to me, that's the most exciting and fascinating thing of all. What the mission is for the rest of Jalen Suggs' season, we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at, not that one, at Prize Picks. Uh, look, daily fantasy games can be super, super, super confusing. You got these weird salary caps. You got these point systems that don't really make a lot of sense. It's hard out there. What you want is simple. And what you want is a real chance to win. I used to play a lot of those other daily fantasy games. And I entered those contests knowing that if I got my money back, that was a good day. I knew I was throwing money away. With prize picks, I believe I can win. And you can too, because you're not playing against the Sharks and the gigantic tournament pools. It's you versus the numbers. You, 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 you uh, are, you know, you understand your risk. It's you versus the numbers. If you think Paolo Bancaro is going to score 24 and a half points against the Miami Heat on Friday, you just say he's going to score more than 24 and a half points. If you think the Magic will hold Bam Adebayo under 19 and a half points, you say, they're going to hold him to under 19 and a half points. It's that simple. All you have to do is put together four to six players, uh, four to six players in a little pool and make your selections and watch it, watch it all go down. Plus, with the NFL playoffs this weekend, you get a chance to combine with special picks of NBA and NFL players, such as LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. It just makes the game. That much more fun. Plus, Price Picks offers a reboot policy. So if a player gets injured in the first half, does not come back in the second, that pick gets returned to you, no problem. 
PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. So go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's LockedOnNBA. Use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. PrizePix, again, is daily fantasy made easy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day today. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Okay, we are in early January. It is officially trade season. The midpoint of the season is coming up after next Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, we are we're getting to it. We've done the standings review. Everyone's bunched up. Miami lost tonight, so they're back. They they fall a half game back of the of the pack. Cleveland doesn't play till Thursday. Uh, doesn't play till Thursday in Paris. Um, they're gonna have a real bunched up schedule because of that. Um, you know, uh, I, I believe Indiana won on on Wednesday, so. We know this group is really, really bunched up. Fourth rate's going to be really, really bunched up. And we all have our eyes, and uh, and we're all very encouraged to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to get to the trade deadline in a little bit. Because I think, while Jalen Suggs is not on the market, sorry, David. Um, while, they, while Jalen Suggs is not on the market at all, he is as untouchable as any player on this team right now. You're going to have... If you want to make a Jalen Suggs offer, first, I will laugh at you. Uh, and it better be really good um, if you're going to make me move off Jalen Suggs. Because, again, he is the heart and soul of this team. He's an all-defensive team player. Um, he is developing as a three-point shooter. He's made some huge strides, and there's no reason to think he's available at the trade deadline. But what I think is really, really important is the bigger picture things. Um, every time I've talked about the trade deadline, I've talked about how the trade deadline is actually something to set up the next two or three seasons. It's not about this year. As much as the Magic need a point guard, they don't need a quick fix point guard. You don't get Tyus Jones unless you know you're re-signing him in the summer. And when I, when people say that, I'm like, well, why give up stuff for him now when you can just sign him in the summer anyway? You know, again, unless there's another team that's going to get him that way too. Um, that's just again, that's that's my perspective on things. Everything is about the future. 
which includes now these final 44 games of the season. You know, we're getting there. We're getting there. We got 40, 45 games, I think, left this season. Um, these final 45 games are as much about the future as the trade deadline is, as anything that the Magic are doing. Uh, and so I think, honestly, one of the biggest questions that the Magic have and honestly, a question that informs their decision at the deadline. Again, February 8th is the trade deadline. But informs their decision at the deadline and every future transaction moving forward is this one. What is Jalen Suggs? Like, you know, again, like, what is Jalen Suggs? Now, positions on the Magic are real fuzzy. Um, this is a team that values its versatility. Um, it's not just positional versatility. It's skill versatility. Right now, Paolo Bancaro is running a lot of point guard. Franz Wagner runs a lot of point guard. The Magic have a lot of initiators who are not traditional point guards, who are six foot ten. And so what the Magic need from the point guard spot, which we, you know I've dug into here and, and you know leads to the big Marco Foltz question, which is also part of what this Magic team is going to figure out over the next month of the season, Um what the Magic need from point guard may not be what you think of as a traditional point guard. But I think we can also see very clearly from how the Magic have played over the last month especially, is the Magic do need a point guard. They need an organizer. They need someone to get them in the right spots, to keep them calm, to give them poise. And we're going to see, especially in the playoffs, how much settling the team down is going to be vital to their success. We can see this already. We can see this playing out already, how vital this is going to be. And so one of the big questions I think the Magic have as they're looking for what they need to complete this roster is to ask themselves, okay, we've stylized Jalen Suggs as an off guard or as this as sort of a Marcus Smart type, you know, where he's such an excellent defender. He's so passionate. You know, he, he drives the energy of this team. And this is a struggle the Boston Celtics went through, but the Celtics eventually decided we don't need a traditional point guard. We can run Marcus Smart. He can bring the ball up. He can guard other point guards. And... He just has to initiate the offense enough to get the ball to our, into our sets and to Tatum into Brown. Now they saw in the playoffs how that became a struggle because Marcus Smart couldn't create for himself. He couldn't sp space the floor out consistently enough that they got into this kind of your turn, my turn thing, and they lost a lot of their offensive flow. So again, this is, this is all going to be big experiment over the next two, three years. I, I think it's really, really important to remember this, that what the Magic are establishing now is their foundation. And our journey to a championship, our journey to wherever this team is going, maybe it's a championship, maybe it, maybe it's just a really nice long playoff run, it's going to be a multi-year thing. This year is not, you know, yes, getting out of the first round would be great. Making the playoffs without having to go through the playing tournament would be great. But that's not necessarily what this year is about. Um, you know, again, it, it, it's, it's about showing this progress, getting this experience of winning, and growing from it. And it's about figuring out what this team actually needs. 
And so when you when you look at Jalen Suggs, Suggs isn't a point guard. You know, they don't treat him like a point guard. He averaged 4.4 assists per game his rookie year. His assists have gone down every season since. He's averaging only two and a half assists per game. And again, maybe the Magic don't need him to be an assist-heavy guard. But there is a thing here where the Magic do kind of need to see him initiate some offense. The Magic do kind of need to see if he's someone who can drive the team forward, can get them into their sets, can organize them, can be that kind of a leader. When you look at like the basketball reference kind of play-by-play data, they estimate he's playing only 14% of his minutes at point guard. He's playing a lot alongside Cole Anthony, now Markel Fultz, now, you know, Anthony Black. He's not playing, you know, he is not on the ball necessarily. But I will note this, watch games now, he's starting to bring the ball up a whole lot more. And so right now, we see Jalen Suggs becoming a a really reliable shooter. And that's going to open the door up to let Markel Fultz start next to him again. We were all super concerned because you can't have two non-shooting guards on the floor. Well, guess what? Jalen Suggs is a shooter now. Like, maybe we could stipulate that. Maybe it's too early to say that. Maybe he's having a, a spike season. And he'll fall back down. You know, Gary Harris is, God knows Gary Harris is doing that uncharacteristically, but we can consider Jalen Suggs a shooter for now. And so I'm eager to see him in the starting lineup with Marco Fultz when that happens. I I think, you know, I'm curious how much that unlocks Fultz. And Fultz obviously has to get himself right still and and, and all that. Um, But a big portion of this season now is figuring out what kind of guard Suggs is. Because if the Magic already, you know, have Paolo Franz as their two foundations and are ready to say Jalen Suggs is one of our foundational pieces too, now you got to start figuring out, okay, what works with him and what doesn't? And I think that's honestly the big question for the rest of the season and the big question for what the Magic look for at the trade deadline. We're going to talk about some of those players and why this is the question coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Jace Medical. Let me pull up my copy here because I had I don't have access to it. There we go. Um, I, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. And, and you know, we kind of hate having to interject this way, but we have to talk a little bit about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that can be scary. Not having access to the medicine you need when you need it is a pretty terrible feeling. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and plenty more. This kind of stuff can happen to us anytime, anywhere. And so you eat, and so it's important to be prepared. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. 
Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So the trade deadline is coming up February 8th. And like I said, I... I suspect the Magic are going to be a lot quieter than you think. I, I talked a little bit about it um, earlier this week um, about how, you know, the Magic are trying to be buyers. They're ready to buy. They're ready to make moves to improve their roster. We're going to look at things throughout the deadline. Some of those things are going to carry over into free agency. That's going to be part of this equation too and, and some of the considerations the Magic have uh, over what they do at the deadline. Um, a lot of things at the deadline pop up suddenly. Uh, so, you know, like, you know, there, there are ideas out there, but, um, you know, we have to, we have to think through some of these things. And I think what's really important is again, to remind you the magic, regardless of when they do it, the magic roster right now is not the championship roster. There's work to do. Um, as much as we love every single player in this group and want to hug them and hold them close and just tell them how much we appreciate all the work they're doing for this team to win a championship, they're going to need a little bit more. Um, and, and change is inevitable in the NBA. You know, the Nuggets hated trading Gary Harris, but they don't win a championship without Aaron Gordon. Um, it's important to remember then, as we get closer to the deadline, that everything has to have purpose. Every move isn't just to fix or plug a hole. The Magic don't, you know, this season isn't so important to give up something of value to plug a hole. Now, could the Magic maybe go out and get a short-term point guard trading Gary Harris, add that point guard to the rotation, and then free up some time for Caleb Houston and Jed Howard? That's actually the kind of move I would expect. Um, that's kind of more closer to the move that I would look for. But again, Gary Harris is struggling so much. He's had so many injuries. You know, he's got some value as a veteran. How much is that really going to get you? And honestly, like, I, I don't think it's possible to think that Gary Harris could be a buyout candidate as well. Um, that was one of the things that killed the Terrence and Ross market last year. Um, th this is all to say that the Magic aren't thinking short-term. They're thinking long-term. And so that's why I want to ask this Jalen Suggs question. And again, I, I'm, it's not anything crazy here. Um, it's not saying it's not, you know, I, I think one of the things that the, one of the mistakes the manager could make right now is pigeonholing any of their key players into one role. 
It's why I didn't like the idea of a Donovan Mitchell last year. It's why I don't like the idea of doing a crazy big move unless it allows for Paolo and Franz to still do the things they're doing now to make some mistakes, to learn and improve. Their game should be limitless right now. And I feel the same way with Jalen Suggs. Right now, a lot of these Magic players, or the players we care about, let's be real, are players that we feel are going to be pillars for this franchise when they win championships. We should not be investing in players that limit what they do. Like, I toyed around with the idea of maybe you bring in Chris Paul. You know, he's got two years left on his deal. Good veterans going to help, help this team get a little bit more serious. Yeah, he's got some injury issues, but the Magic, you know, can put the ball in Paolo and Franz's hands. As long as he shoots the ball decently and defends half decently, he'll be fine. But by the same token, Chris Paul is going to have the ball in his hands a lot more. He is going to kind of dominate everything. You know, is he going to add to this culture or is he going to overtake this culture? And, and maybe that matters, maybe that doesn't. But there are a lot of reasons why even a move like that doesn't work. Um, the Magic want to stick to their principles. And so I think as we get closer to the deadline, as we look at some of the options, you know, whether you like the Tyus Jones, whether you like Malcolm Brogdon, you know, whether you think the Magic should go big and go get a DeJounte Murray, which I don't think is impossible, whether you think the Magic should chase after a center, you know, do a D- Daniel Gafford, Corey Kispert deal for someone, or, you know, again, Tyus Jones, Daniel Gafford, I know Tyus Jones and Daniel Gafford or Tyus Jones and Corey Kispert is a, is really popular on Magic fans. We We might need to, ring up locked on wizards and chat a little bit. Um since since magic fans just love that potential, love that idea. Um but the magic have to ask themselves, okay, how do those players fit into the big picture? And again, what we've seen Jalen Suggs prove this year has completely changed how we look at this team. It has completely changed what's possible for this team. And what they can do and how they can improve. Jalen Suggs being able to shoot means they don't necessarily need a shooter at point guard. We should try Mark all of Jalen right now. We should look at what that looks like and begin to understand what that looks like. Um, it right now we're seeing the magic be you know partially out of necessity run Jalen Moore as a point guard, as a lead guard, as an as an initiator. And that's going to give them a chance to say, huh, you know, we got Paolo who can handle the ball. We got Franz who can handle the ball. Maybe we can run Jalen as the point guard and invest more in an off guard and a shooting guard. Go, you know, I know a lot of Magic fans love the idea of Buddy Heald, who was also a free agent this summer. Buddy Heald can't run point. If Buddy Heald is the guy that they ultimately target, they need a point guard. That has to be Jalen Suggs. And you see how, again, that skill versatility opens the doors to different ideas and different possibilities rather than saying, we need this one thing and only this thing. Ultimately, what the Magic want are guys who can do everything or as many things as they can. And that's a guiding philosophy. And so honestly, you know, I think the decision of what trade to make hinges on whether the Magic are open to trading Wendell Carter. And we went over it earlier this week that there are some there is some reporting out there suggesting that uh, there is some reporting from rival executives who believe Wendell Carter could become available in this trade in this trade window. Um, 
you know, yada, yada, yada. What the Magic ultimately do at the trade deadline, what the Magic ultimately decide, the direction the Magic ultimately go, that hinges on Jalen Suggs' development. And so seeing him shoot this well is really encouraging. What he does, how he grows, how the Magic use him and what experiments they run on him, run with him for the next month and really for the next, for the rest of the season, that's going to be the thing that guides this Magic team. That's going to be the thing that determines what the Magic are ultimately looking for. Because at this point, Paolo and Franz and Jalen, that's your big three. Maybe the Magic do need to add a, a legitimate third star. You know, maybe Jalen is better as a fourth option. I don't know. But figuring out what Jalen Suggs is and what they can do with him, how versatile he is, and by that I mean role versatility, not positional versatility, role versatility. Figuring out what role he can play, that's going to guide the next big move for the Orlando Magic. And that's why we have to let these games play out. That's why I don't think the Magic are ready to make a big move yet. Because they want to see and test out what their young guys can do. It starts with Jalen Sucks, and we're going to learn a lot about him here in the next 45 games. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in him like Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them we sell podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. And be sure to check out our podcast as well on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Magic if you are not already. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub. I have a new video up there now breaking down Anthony Black's defense, what makes him so successful there. You can check that out at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Appreciate your support there. On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we will chat about the Magic's health status and more from Orlando Magic practice on Thursday. We'll have that to look forward to as the Magic get ready to go on another four-game road trip. We'll, we'll get very, we're all very, very excited about that. I know I am because I'm going on it, but... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about the magic and what's going on at practice. Hopefully get some health updates on tomorrow's episode. Plus we'll get an all-star return update tomorrow on Thursday as well. We'll see if Paolo Bancaro's made up any ground on Kyle Kuzma and eventually passed him for ninth. At this point, that's my goal for Paolo. Um, the, the coaches will do the right thing and get him in. So I'm, I'm not super worried about, it. we'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. Before we sign off a hearty congratulations to the UCF Knights defeating number three, Kansas. I was down at the game covering it for the Associated Press. Um, absolutely fantastic game. Congrats to Coach Shawnee Dawkins, Jalen Sellers, Ibrahima Diallo, Darius Johnson, the whole team. Such a fantastic effort, such a fantastic game. A lot to be proud of. Keep building, keep working. Uh, I know all the Knights fans are super pumped about it. Charge on, go Knights. Um, really, really awesome game. It was such a, such a pleasure and honor to be there to, to witness that history. Uh, of UCF's first Big 12 uh, home win. Uh, just an incredible incredible night. College basketball can be very fun when you're not yelling at, at the officials because they're very bad. Um, but that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.